Ellen and Emma, who are founders of a company called Happenings. First off, would you guys like to tell me what Happenings do? Yeah, <laughs> so um, we're a live art duo and we make work um, with communities in Bristol. And mostly we focus on um, issues surrounding uh, urban development and how that affects people and the way that they um, relate to the places they live in and how the places that we live in affect our well-being and our lives and if those things change how that affects us as well. So what was the first project you guys got involved with? Um, well firstly I mean we we met working in a we met working in a bakery um, and then from there we just sort of started doing like little I guess we started making up games to play because at that time and then Ellen moved to London so then from then we just sort of doing games about the different places that we lived in and the similarities in the communities and how they were changing and then we developed a little workshop called GoGo um, which was about building a model street of the area that we were lived in and then that turned into sort of building a memory map for Bristol Open Doors Day at the Arnolfini. We did that first but that was GoGo and then we did sort of oh, a yeah, few yeah. workshops as that and then then we developed it to sort of be a bit more specific about memories and uh, memories of specific places over a period of time at the Arnolfini. So the first thing we did at Upfest um, went way better than we expected. In fact, it was like, absolutely exhausting because it was like two, like ten hour days of people building. It's like hundreds of children. <laughs> Lots of children. That's the thing that we didn't think about to begin with is that like creative things making things when you pitch the idea to people they somehow immediately think it's like a family thing which is fine but we always thought it was more just for generally for everyone so like up first we were put, put in like the kids corner and then it changes the way that people like what people make which is fine <laughs> but like it's it's not what we expected and then from then on we sort of kept doing these like family workshops yeah. and then I guess at the Arnolfini for Bristol Open Doors it, that was the first time we sort of did it when there was a m more variety in participants. And, um, yeah, so I think that was probably the one where we were like, oh, okay, so this is how we pitch it to... We figured out yeah. the niche. And what and we made there, I think, we felt was m the most... True to what we were trying to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So what did, what did you guys do at the Alphini? So basically, we built a model of the narrow key from... And we used archival material to map the changes that had happened and the influence the Arnolfini had had on those changes. And then when people came in, we sort of spoke to them about their memories and experiences <coughs> in that space. And then um, we built, yeah, we basically just built a model from found materials. So we gathered loads of flyers and um, just bits and bobs from that area and then built this model yeah and we also sort of um printed off pictures and things from the archives that were also like incorporated into the model yeah so then that so for instance someone remembered that when there was an installation up i think now where the like where the markets are at the end of the fountains and they remembered that there was an installation i think in the 80s where there was a big truck that was on its side and then there was just hundreds and thousands of flowers like pouring out and so they built a tiny little model of that and put it on the map um yeah, and so then people were talk building or making models of themselves on that day and sort of incorporating how they were feeling about what they saw there and putting that in. So it was like a big smush up of 
people's experiences of that area over time. What about We The Curious? What happened with them? So um, we did a workshop with them about um, future Bristol. So we were asking, it was part of, what was the festival called? Festival of What If. Oh yeah, Festival of What If. So it was like, what what if, um, what would Bristol look like in the future? And so we got loads of like, loads of different materials, like some sort of spacey ones, some like foils. And it was it was definitely like a family workshop where over like two days. It's three days. Three days, yeah. We built um, a, model a, model, Bristol. a model Bristol, which was basically... In the future. Everyone's ideas. It was quite um, geographically accurate and <laughs> quite massive. We like but taped it out on the floor, so we put the river in, and then we yeah. put sort of like the key landmarks in, and then I just asked people to imagine what Bristol would look like in the future, and then they just built buildings, and so it was like a big mishmash map. Yeah, it was cool. And there's so many cool ideas in there, and loads of things to do with like the environment and how we're going to live sustainably. Yeah. Somebody built like a reversible garden that like you flip it over and it's a pool. And then there was like good. a hoverboard shop. Shop, yeah. <laughs> like specifically for fixing hoverboards. You need that in the future. Yeah. So it was, um, and actually someone built like a, a, the watershed. This was before they announced their plans to like extend. And they built like this huge extended watershed with like a huge screen for driving cars and stuff. But it was... And then, you know, a few months later, Watershed announced that they were doing like a massive extension, which is quite funny. Are you guys artists yourselves? Yes. Yes. But we both, so we <laughs> both study performance, like theatre and performance. Um, and then we've ended up doing a live art. Not together. I, Because I, I'm, I'm Australian. So I studied in Australia and Ellen studied here. But we did quite similar degrees. And then we had a conversation where we were like, oh, we studied these things, but... I mean, we don't really rate theatre. <laughs> we don't, like, sort of have, yeah. like, the same idea about theatre and performance, and then we've ended up making more live art stuff. Well, I guess that translates quite well. It's all connected. Connected, definitely. I think yeah. only in the past year or so I've been comfortable saying I'm an artist. Yeah. I don't say, I don't say it to anyone unless they ask okay. specifically. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's weird to sort of think of yourself like that. It's quite a grandiose sounding term sometimes. Yeah. And then people all... At the same, yeah, same time it isn't, but... Yeah. And then people, people some, like, you say, oh, I'm an artist, and they're like, oh, do you do painting? Or, and you sort of say, oh, I'm a live artist. And they say, oh, is that theatre and performance? And you're like, no, no, it's sort of like all, do- all sorts. Yeah, I'm not even sure if you would define what we do as live art. I think that's just what we decide it. because it's like, it encompasses a lot of different things. Because live art isn't a term I've really heard before. I think most people would think of live art as performance art but it also can be like public art sometimes you would classes yeah maybe that is maybe we are more public art yeah but then they're all connected i don't know yeah it's it's sort of i mean uh, yeah we i guess we don't really even know what we are so it's sort of hard to describe to other people i don't think it matters Mm. the definition sometimes people really want you to be able to define it i guess if you say you're a community artist they do often think of like crafty workshops for kids which is fine if that's what you want to do, but because we want to sort of sit between being crafty workshop for kids and maybe whatever it is like contemporary art, whatever that, you know, whatever that means. So sort of making that art world a bit more, I don't know what I'm saying, accessible. Have you ever had someone not really understand what you're trying to do? Yes. Yeah, definitely. And how do you go about explaining it to them? 
I mean, I think when you tell when we tell people what we're doing, initially people don't understand. Um, but then I think if you're able to have a conversation with them, it's it's fine. I mean, it but it does depend what their background is, you know. For you know, if you're just talking to my grandma or something, she she doesn't really get it. But because she just doesn't have the framework, so that's more that's like a longer conversation. You know, you sit down and you have a conversation. And then she sort of starts to understand later on. But if it's, um, I think people who really get it are people working in communities. So we were speaking to BS3 Connect and we just spoke to them about the project and they really understood it and got behind it. So I think it just does depend on people's backgrounds. You might tell people about the project from the outside, maybe it wouldn't be as clear. But if you're doing the project and it's people we're working with, yeah. I mean, hopefully it makes sense to them. And hopefully you understand it through doing it, through participation. And then if the p- work ultimately is kind of with them and for them, then it doesn't matter as much yeah. if someone yeah. else doesn't understand it. We want to make s- something that we can just show people so then it was clear instantly as to what it was that we were doing. So that's why we decided we wanted to make a film because it's something that you know, that all these things are going on, but in these workshops, at the end, there was, you know, that we had a model, but then we would throw the model out at the end of the day. So then the people who took part in it had to sort of explain it without just being able to show what it was they'd done. Mm. So we thought if we make a film, then we can just put it online and then people can say, this is what I made. And it's, so it's much easier to understand all the things that we want to talk about if at the end there is something that is concrete and solid for people to access really easily and to show other people. So how far through that project are you now? What stage are you at? So we um, kicked it off, I guess, with like a residency at Caribou. They have something called Scratch Lab where they, um, it was like an open call and they selected four or five artists to use their space for a week in the residency and then it ended in like a little showcase. Um, so our first residency there, we made an audio piece. We interviewed lots of local people about the developments that are happening here um, that are quite controversial. They want to build um, a big tower block. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of developments going on, and there's more like this space we're in right now is going to be developed probably into flats. next year. Yeah. Um, so we talked to people about that, and we also talked to people about. Um, Martians, <laughs> and <laughs> we were trying to look at the identity of um, Bedminster and particularly the identity of East Street, and using the idea of what a Martian would think if they visited, and how the community would welcome a Martian to sort of explore local identity and the importance of local identity, and how obviously these developments could affect um, the community and the identity. Yeah, so we're really interested in how a place develops a shared identity. And when you talk about Bedminster, people have a really clear idea about what Bedminster is. um, And people in Bedminster are really passionate about living in Bedminster and they really love it. But when you talk to all the different groups of people, they all have a different idea about what that identity is, but it all comes together into this one thing that people understand. So we sort of wanted to unpack all that. And we thought a really good way of talking about what the people of Bedminster feel is the identity what people from outside think the identity is and we thought that using a martian is a really good way to sort of explore all those different layers in quite a really fun silly way so yeah we did that first residency and then they invited us to do their second scratch lab 
sort of carry on the project and that's when we started trying to make the film um, and we uh, we've never made a film before <laughs> so it was quite a <laughs> yeah and we decided to do stop motion and green screen, and green screen which we've also never done before yeah, yeah so it, um, so stressful <laughs> that was a very stressful week yeah, yeah that was it, wasn't that it? Was and it. then we animated the uh, um, the answers to the questions. questions which were questions like how would well, it was one overall question I guess which was like how would you welcome a Martian to East Street and what is it like what would be a typical East Street thing to show a Marsh, Martian so people spoke about charity shops and they spoke about the pubs and um, then we were also asking what they wouldn't want to show the Martian so what they felt was you know maybe not something the the good things about Bedminster and also the bad things about Bedminster and East Street in particular um, and we got quite variety of answers because we spoke to someone we spoke to I guess three different generations of people who've been living here so someone who's been living here for a long time like 50 years mm. and then some people who'd maybe moved in in the past 20 years and then Alice who's sort of our age and quite new so it was like three different demographics and they all sort of said I mean it was it was like a big variety of answers but, but it was all sort of like the same fondness for the area yeah So if you guys were given a million pound grant and you had to spend it on a happiness project, what project would you do? This one. Oh, yeah, we do this one because <laughs> we've already done We love it. We, the other thing is we really, we really love this project. Think, yeah, oh God, that'd be a million pounds. We'd probably buy all the buildings. <laughs> yeah, we'd buy this building. We'd buy this building. Yeah. No. We'd buy a building. But that's, we, we, the other thing is, yeah. Yeah, we can make... Um, <laughs> Make it into like a little like community center. Yeah, like a little with, like creativity, and then yeah, which kind of that would that would be the dream to have a space that was just for making for everyone. Maybe it could be like um, um space themed, and then yeah, you just <laughs> run all <laughs> space programs. <laughs> also, one thing we would pay all the people who contributed. Yeah, we want to do that anyway. I think we want if we but if you had a million pounds, you could work with some people who knew who knew what they were doing. Yeah, but I also filmmaking. quite like that we don't know what we're doing. Yeah, but have you got a million pounds, so... We could, <laughs> but then we could train ourselves properly. Yeah, get training. You're very rooted in the Bedminster community. Would you like to see happiness grow in a different way, in a different community? Would you like to see your project idea spread? Um, in some ways, yes. It would be cool that like, this model of working we could do in other areas, but also maybe then we're taking the piss because we're not in those communities. Um so in my brain it's like oh yeah that'd be great then we can go and work in this community for a year and make something sick there but actually if we're not from that community we're not invested in that community it's a bit like yeah what are you doing yeah you know yeah and i think already we're not the work that we're trying to make about the developments and how they're going to affect people living here it's already not us particularly that is affecting we're probably moment. part of the problem because we're just like young yeah. creatives being like well, you can make a community art it's yeah. like yeah but you've only yeah. been here for three years we like, try and doing, take that into account of what we're doing like we are aware of that <laughs> you know <coughs> and i think that's something that we s sort of do struggle with a lot because yeah. we don't want to feel like we're just bulldozing in which is why i think we think the project should take a long time because we need to be actually ingrained yeah and properly. to be and we want to be fully like, collaborative as well so yeah it's not us making it it's a group of people who we sort of facilitate the making rather than us being like you do that and you do that because you're from here and you love Bedminster like that's just a bit rubbish yeah I want people to be genuinely invested and interested in it 
it sounds like you've taken your own personal interest out of it completely and it is very much for the community yeah but also for us like because we like it you know I, like we wouldn't be doing it for, if we didn't sort of yeah. be like oh we love making things because we just love making things yeah. yeah um yeah but i think i think going back to the question i i like the idea of i mean maybe not a community project but i like the way of working where it's a series of workshops with a finished product that is the art mm. but the the focus on the process yeah. I, I like that being a happenings thing how can people get involved with what you guys do um, um we'd love people to get involved yeah just come and talk, just send us an email contact at happenings.co.uk or um or instagram <laughs> instagram yeah we're happy to meet anyone for a coffee and talk about stuff definitely yeah. that'd be we're totally open to collaboration with as many people as yeah. possible <laughs> Maybe we should talk about that. We um, we just have to keep going. <laughs> As in, like, it sounds like we sort of don't really know what we're doing, but we we're, we're quite very, we're very we're I very think it's determined. Good to be honest about not knowing what we're doing. Yeah, so we don't want people to think that we are like know what we're doing because we're quite passionate about like just getting on with things, even if you're really scared and unsure. Because if you've got a good idea, it's gonna you know you make it happen. And me and Ellen we like nothing we ever so if one of us comes up with an idea it's never it never goes unchallenged because i think we are both <laughs> so determined so like one of us will say something and then the other one will be like yeah but you haven't thought about this you haven't thought about this and that at, if we're sort of you know and if we're in a good place that's really constructive and good but if we're both really stressed about things it can just turn into like quite a difficult argument and then we just have to be like okay we just have let's move on and so you, it's quite hard if you're working with other people because you can't have that sort of yeah, I think we're, I don't think it's only when we're under a lot of pressure that. Oh that yeah, is bad. I mean, I think generally we're fine. We're yeah, but it, I think it's a good thing that you can have that back and forth. Yeah, and I think it's really positive. Yeah, but you're like big picture. I'm, I'm very like, big picture. <laughs> we should do this. Yeah, but which is okay. which is good because yeah. you know I get lost in big picture and Ellen can get lost in detail, so we can level yeah. each other out. Yeah, exactly. Thanks a lot for talking to me, guys. Thank you for talking to us. <laughs> and thanks for coming to our um, strange little studio. Yeah, no worries. Come back in six months and it'll be... Not here. A lot <laughs> <laughs> yeah.